are back for another episode of Too Many Men. Uh, only three of us tonight. Tony Pickenich, Tyler Dyes, Eric Johnson. My mic's working today. Yes. the mm-hmm. Since we're all on Zoom, it's actually uh, way better quality-wise. And we have a slew of topics to get to. None of them are football, which is a rarity. Really, it's the dead period. Yeah. Of football. But we do have sports topics to get to, playoffs in several leagues. And, of course, baseball, Zach, not here tonight. He's graduating college in the coming days. So That's he's uh, yeah, he's he's uh, away from the show at the moment. We'll get John back here in 10 days, hopefully. Tony, it's now 2 nothing Minnesota. <laughs> Three minutes into the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. So – Let's start with what's at the top of our list because I think this is hysterical. Trish, what is it? So we have the Reds on a historically bad run. And when I say historically bad, I mean three and 22. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that is really uh, surprising is I bet against them two two of their wins. <laughs> 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 Which is kind of crazy. Um, Did you see that the guy was going to take crap in the uh, in the car? In the car. <laughs> yeah, today, but the game was postponed. Um, so right now they are uh, they're the worst team in baseball by a mile, a literal mile. And I didn't expect this out of them because I looked at that roster construction, and granted, it it wasn't going to compete for anything. But it, it shouldn't be three and twenty two right now. And so, well, go ahead. What do you say to the theories that uh, the owner wants them moved? I don't think this has anything to do with the owner. This is a tank. There's also no theories. To I've that. heard it. Yeah, I heard it on the fan. Okay, that's yeah. The owner said, "Where are you going to go? I'll move the team." And then he walked back those statements. That's not going to happen. A, I don't think the MLB would approve that. No. B, um, it's not an ownership. I think the roster isn't bad. <laughs> it's not fucking terrible. It's a lot of players underperforming. Who's that pitcher they got? Green? The man who just throws gas? The man who just throws gas, but I think his last, like, 10 hits have been extra base hits or home runs. Not ideal. Or well, 10 balls they- in play. They have a combined team ERA of 6.68. Yeah, it's terrible. Some more stats from DraftKings. Their team average, 201. It's so bad. Their on-base percentage, 267. Um, their walks per nine. The pitching staff's given a 5.26 walks a game. The Milwaukee Brewers last time out hit seven home runs against them. Seven. Rowdy Tellez alone had eight RBIs. The Brewers spotted the Cincinnati Reds a 3 nothing lead in the top of the first, and they gave that lead up before uh, they even recorded an out <laughs> in, the top, in the bottom of the first. Historically bad. People now, the worst season in Major League Baseball history belongs to the 1899 Cleveland Spiders, who went 20 and 134. Now, that's not in a 162 game season. 
Um, but their, their winning percentage was 13%. The Reds are projected at 20 wins right now. Which win percentage would be lower than them, more games played. Uh, but they started the season 4-20 and 20 through the first 24 games, and the Reds started 3-21, and 21, now 3-22. and 22. It's so bad. Times are it's tough. So bad. Gray, times are tough at the Gray American Ballpark. How the hell did they beat the Cardinals a couple weeks ago? That's what I bet on them. <laughs> That's what I bet on the Cards. You're still just hampered down by that, aren't you? I think Wainwright started. How? Joey uh, Votto, you are an unsung hero. Yeah, and he like wants to be there. Like it'd be easy for Joey Votto to say, "Listen, just get me out of this bum." I, I respect that though. Right. There's a lot of respect for that. Yeah, there's a lot of respect and stupidity. He hasn't ever won anything with the Cincinnati Reds. This is the sports gods. The Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. And now you've got to give up your baseball team. Your baseball team and have an endless summer of pain. <laughs> While you just wait for training camp to come around. Absolutely. And, and sorry, your soccer team winning a couple games and getting a new stadium isn't good enough. No, that doesn't heal anything. Yeah, well, that's a di- stadium, but that's they're a disappointment in the NL. Let's go to a disappointment in the AL. So we have the well, actually, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm forgetting if the Mets are the AL or the NL. Okay, no, I said no. disappointment. No. That should have given yeah. it away the, regardless. The disappointment then the Boston Red Sox are, are the disappointment. That's, that's what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah the, the Red the Sox. 10 and 16 Boston that, Red Sox. I know I know divisions in football, baseball, I get lost. Just think this the Yankees are the American League and the Mets are opposite of it. Yeah. All right, word. There you go. That that should help you. <laughs> That will help me, but just for those teams. Every other team, I'm lost. And the, the Yankees and Red Sox are in the same division. <laughs> let, me, let, me, uh, let me pull up some numbers here for – Oh, your boy Trevor Story? Yeah, that, that man who got handed a little <laughs> bit of a contract right before uh, the season started. The Red Sox are currently tied with the Orioles mm. at 10-16. and 16. Oh, yeah. Early in the season, yes. But still, the Red Sox, who played very well last year, had that wild card one spot. Um, this wasn't the way you imagined the season starting. Made it to within two games of the World Series. Yes. Your six-year, $140 million signing in Trevor Story is batting a whopping... 2-10 to start the season, 17 hits in 81 at-bats, and has yet to hit a home run while striking out 29 times. He's averaging over a strikeout a game. He's appeared in 21 games this season. Now, he does lead the team in, in Ks, but I'm also looking at a couple other disappointments here. Bobby Dahlbeck. Yep. The man who is supposed to be the next coming at first. And I like Dahlbeck. I don't like him hitting 147 so nope. far this season. Nope, not bit, ideal. Not great for me. The other guy I really liked on Boston, Alex Verdugo. Big Verdugo guy. He can't started off him, well against the Yankees to start the year. Can't have him hitting 217. Now, granted, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Devers, 
You're clear from this. Yep. Bogarts is hitting 354. However, who has a who has a little opt out after the season? Bogarts. Ah. And apparently, there's talks that he will not be resigned with the Red Sox. Oh, oh yeah, and and their play is just hmm. making the case to stick around. <laughs> now, again, I I don't think he stays in Boston, but there are a couple places where there are clear hole at short. Um, there's one in the division. <laughs> I like IKF, but. Honestly, like I could see Baltimore getting a ton of yeah, money. Yeah, so could I. <laughs> I <guess. laughs> they try to go in there just to play the Red Sox, you know, twenty Although, times a year. <laughs> I'll say this: Dansby Swanson's a free agent down in Atlanta. Yeah, the shortstop market this off. They might just switch be... again. But the big disappointment, my guy Kiki Hernandez. He's hurt right now. He's day to day. He is, but he in twenty four games and one hundred and seven plate appearances. You can't be hitting 189. Nope. <laughs> mm. a, a lot of – and on the rare nights that their bats are actually awake, their pitching has been atrocious those games. I'm looking at specifically Nick Pavetta. And granted, those nights, few and far between so far for the Red Sox this season. Now, but When they're there, the, the pitching usually just isn't. Now, granted, Evaldi's good. <laughs> Yeah. 2.51 ERA, 32 strikeouts. Can't complain with that. But when Michael Walk is your next best option? <laughs> they just they just took one out of three against the Angels. Okay? And they got outscored 18 to 9 in those three games. They shut them out in the first game for nothing. Then proceeded to lose 10-5 and then 8 nothing to cap off the series. Now, granted, the Angels seem to have turned the corner. Mm, eh. Finally. May. May. Yep, yep, Talk to me when Trout's out of the lineup in, like, July. <laughs> happens thing every year. year. Happens every year. It's just been – they lose tonight. They're losing right now to the White Sox. Baltimore didn't play today. Uh, that game was postponed. The Yankees game was postponed. Six games were postponed around Major League Baseball today. That's the Lame. most since I think they said 2018. I'm surprised the White Sox are playing. I don't know where that game is, but everything on the East Coast or Northeast was shut down baseball-wise. And the Cubs game in Chicago was shut down as well. Uh, they're in Boston. Really? And they played tonight? They're playing today. Well, good thing. I mean, fans came out. Just to watch their team lose. Um, but yeah, lost tonight, and there'll be a half game behind the Orioles in the bottom of the division. Hey, Trevor Story got a hit today. Oh, he did? Oh, good for him. As I talk shit about him. It's a too many men jinx. What do you put up a cool, like what, one for four? One for three. Oh, game's not over. <laughs> um, the Red Sox. Yeah, he has a he has two multi-hit ball games. Okay. He has in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, including tonight. He doesn't have a multi-hit ball game yet, but he only has four, uh, five hits if you include tonight. The other four hits came in two games. <laughs> so either he's hitting multiple or he's not. There's no in between. At least as of late, which is what you don't want in a baseball player. You don't no, want, you don't want streaky as shit. 
and not even like streaky over the amount of games, just streaky and like, I don't know, at bats. All right, but let's start about a team that's not a disappointment. All right. And Zach's not here, which is upsetting. Wait, no, it's funny is what it is. Oh, is it? Mets, yeah, because he doesn't get to talk about this, and now Eric gets the spotlight. I'm I'm the Mets guy today. (laughs) I did say last episode it's only May, so. Yeah, no, it is only May. None of this really matters. Yeah. How about that, huh? That's a hell of a comeback. What was it, seven runs in the night? Seven runs, yeah. Yeah, I know the odds were longer than this, but I saw some guy catch him at plus 3,400 when the game was 7-3. So when it was a four-run game, if they were plus 3,400, they were probably close to plus six, seven, eight thousand. Um, The Phillies at one point had a 99.8% chance to win that game. I'm surprised it was 0.8 and not 0.9. Yeah. Um, it shocks me that Familia wasn't the one that blew it. Their bullpen is atrocious. In it's Philly. bad. Yeah. It is so bad. Uh, they put a bunch of money into Schwarber and what Castellanos is there too. Yeah, but Castellanos, I don't think, the pro- I don't think they're the problem. No, but like you could have thought like, hey, maybe we should have put our money into relievers. You know, and Aaron and Nola did all he could. Aaron Nola pitched very well. Phillies rotation's good. Yeah. Wheeler, Nola. It's just the back end is terrible. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. This is coming from a Met fan who endured that comeback. A, I will say this. When Zach says this team's different, he's not technically lying because this shit doesn't happen under Rojas and it's May. Calloway. It, it is May. Number two. Granted, if you could make the argument this Phillies team's different, because who the hell? How the hell? I could fuck around and probably get three outs. I watched <laughs> position players throw 46 miles an hour and they get three outs. Number two, I can't see how Girardi makes it past this weekend. I really can't either. I, I listen, I pin it more on his the front office for not addressing the bullpen. They got Jarris Familia, but that's really it. I, I, it, it, it's tough. I love Joe. I love uh, Girardi. I love him. It's tough. It's really tough when you have nobody you can look toward in the bullpen and say, get me one or two outs. Get me out of this inning. It, that guy is just not there. It's, it's tough. And uh, there's actually a quote from Girardi from Sirius XM MLB radio that I found uh, cause he had some quotes after this one, but uh, this is Joe Girardi after the, uh, the seven run bullpen collapse. We gave up eight hits and 11 batters. Um, you know, <laughs> and it was just, it was just one of those nights. I mean, Corey gets the, the ground ball back. So if he just gets out of the way, the game's probably over. Um, and it hits off him, and he doesn't field it, and it just leads to chaos. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that, you yeah. feel like baseball doesn't love you back, Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I mean, last night was a hard night's sleep. I mean, really yeah. difficult to sleep. And it, it's what you go through in the course of 162 games, and then you lose the game the night before, 2-1 to one in 10 innings. You know, on, on a on a blue pit, um, it's just it's been really frustrating. We swing the bats extremely well last night, um, and and we Nola pitches fantastic. We play great for eight innings, and we lose the ball game. Um, and you just feel like 
goodness gracious, what else could happen? <laughs> That's from Sirius XM MLB Radio, um, the interview with Joe Girardi. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's done. defeated. He's I, you done. know, I, I don't blame like, him. And I'm not saying done as in he should be fired. I'm saying he's done like he's checked out. He's ready to throw. He just can't endure any more of this. I feel for him. I can't wait for him to take a job where back at at Fox, back through the no, 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 a managerial job where if they win like 65 games, it's considered a success. You know, just a real, basically a retirement home. Arizona, yeah, somewhere like that. Baltimore, something like that. (laughs) All right, what's next? Next, we are switching gears. We're moving over to the NBA, and we're going to talk uh, about the playoffs. And uh, Eric, your Sixers, uh, Joel Embiid is back, and uh, they won. So, so are the good spirits in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, the the words that I overheard on Wednesday were that the Sixers are done. Joel Embiid's out. They're forever. still done. They're well, still done. Well, okay. I'll say they're done if they lose on Sunday. If they lose Sunday, I think they're done. Because they looked not great in game one, looked worse in game two. And now, you know, the, Miami a little bit of a run there in the third that concerned me. But Danny Green was hot. Tyrese Maxey was hot. Uh, and Bede's back. You know, the Sixers tweeted out the phantom of the process. Uh, good vibes all around. Kobe Dean was ringing the bell today. You know, there is Harden do Tyrese Maxey at 21 points in the second half. Jesus built different. Yeah. How did James Harden do James Harden? Let me get up the, uh, the stat line from tonight. The game just, just ended um, like five points. Nah, no, probably like 11, uh, 17 points. Oh, sis, uh, success boards, eight rebounds. Four for 11. I mean, it's not terrible, but like. Why is he only good when like other people are good? We're going to call that good? That was better than. James Harden was in the first. Expectation that's low end. Yeah, I know, but that's much better than he was in the first game or the second game. So he also is going to get paid $47.4 million. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the rule. I mean, look, if A, we weren't the ones to sign that contract, and B, are you going to turn down $47.4 million? Yeah, but A, the Sixers knew damn well if he was coming, that clause was coming with him. And do you think they could give him the max? I don't know. Because I saw a thing where if they did, the contract would pay out around 60 mil in 2026. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> a little, little much, but little much, a little long. You can argue yeah. too. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like a, I, a lot. I, that's like, a lot. Yeah. Like if if he continues on the trend he's been on the past two seasons, it, it's he's done. <laughs> I can't wait for him in two years to try to catch on to somebody's bench ring chasing. That's what I can't wait. Like he's not. He already tried it with Brooklyn. No, no, but I mean trying, trying. Vetmin. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Phoenix. Warriors. Yeah. Warriors would be hysterical. But yeah, like be hilarious. Listen, not not many nights recently. There were there's been good vibes in Philadelphia. C last night uh, with the Phillies. But, yeah, uh, Sixers, Sixers picked up the spirits a little bit. Need it. Yeah, right. and then the other game we had. 
the Suns beat the Mavs in game two after we stopped this podcast a couple nights ago. Yes, they did. Chris Paul. Um, Chris yeah, Paul. dude, the Mavs played their best game. Like, they played way better than game one. And they lost by 20. And, by the way, the we Mavericks. Also Devin Booker going off, too. By, by the time you listen to this podcast, yeah. there's a good chance that game three is already going to be wrapped up. Yeah, and I I already have the Mavs as good as dead, regardless if they win tonight. I mean, statistically, your lower seeded game is your lower seeded team is going to win that first home game. It's just usually how that happens. Um, but yeah, I I can't see a way the Mavericks pull unless barring a serious injury, I can't see a way the Mavericks pull out this series. Yeah, it, it's too much to be against Devin Booker, Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton. Weekly reminder that the Sun should pay DeAndre Ayton. Um, yeah. But yeah, they really should. Like it was really big, especially in the absence of Booker. Yeah. So yeah, I have Phoenix win the series, absolutely. Um also kind of NBA related. We didn't write this down, but the Lakers have interviewed their first head coach or head coaching candidate. You see Mark Jackson might be the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. Love that. I love that. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of that. Love that. Who did the Lakers interview? Terry Stotts. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. Um, they, I think they were banking on Quinn Snyder. Uh, personally, I, I just don't see that happening either. I don't think Quinn Snyder gets fired. No, no neither do I. You'd be stuck with another Frank. I, I don't even think like Vogel's a bad head coach. You're going into an, an impossible scenario. You're just going to be getting some. You're asking for it by taking that job. under a cheever. Yeah. With that said, I will laugh if they hire Mike D'Antoni again. The roster as is, their ceiling is like a second round exit, and that's being generous. A fourth seed. Yeah. You sneak by like a Clippers just to lose to a Memphis or a Golden State or a Phoenix. That's their ceiling. All right, let's move to uh, the next thing. It's hockey, right? Yeah, next we have the NHL playoffs. The Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, Leafs There's just no won. such thing as the NHL playoffs. It's the NHL playoffs. <laughs> no, it's not. It is the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the Leafs just Stanley won. Cup playoffs. Yeah, the Leafs just won. 4-2. 5-2. Was it 5-2? Yeah, they potted a second empty netter. I, so just, they... saw lightning, I just saw the lightning tweet says Toronto takes game three. No, they scored again. Um, so they snag home ice advantage back from the lightning. And well, I think it's like Andre Vasilevsky has, has never lost like two playoff games in a row or something like that. Like something really stupid like that. And like after losses, he, he has like a goals against the average of like one point something. He's ridiculous. I just, what, what are the lightning doing? Why are they struggling so hard against the They Leafs? are the lower seed in the series because the Tampa Bay Lightning are a worse team than the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't believe that. Well, the standings say otherwise. The current series says otherwise. I understand, but I don't I don't believe that. Past two years, the Lightning has been a The must- past two years don't mean jack right now. That roster is very different. And the other thing is this. It is so hard when you're a back-to-back champion to have the idea of a three-peat. It's tough Leave to go. Your head. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost this year and came back next year and won it. 
That would suck. It takes something to get your mind right. Something like that. I also think they still – You can tell they're not the same team. Yeah. You kind of tell that all season. Losing – what was it? Tyler Johnson and Blake Coleman really did a lot more than I think people thought. Of course, watch Corey Perry not win a ring here. Leave Corey team. Perry, he's, it's not even like he's performing. Like He's got a couple points in this series. Like, he's performing. Stamkos hasn't been great. He's got one point over the three games. Uh, Hedman was very bad in game one. Vasilevsky, I mean... Hung out to dry at times, but he has not played up to his standard, and they just haven't. Um, there is winning hockey. There was a leak in the NBA app that says Joel Embiid won MVP. Oh, I mean, they called him Kia MVP Joel Embiid. They really gave it to. If that's true, uh, the best player in the league. If that's true, first of all, there's at least some of them. Now, yes, take your individual award. And not win a championship because that's more important. Um, I would have given it to Giannis because I think he's the best player. Uh, okay. Um, Boston is getting their cheeks clapped currently. What did you say? Boston in hockey. Well, they just won game won three. Tonight. Did they? You won. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't looking at tonight's score. I was just talking about the last two. Well, games. again, first game back at home. I mean, that's usually. Yeah. That's usually the lower seeds game to win. Game three usually always goes to the lower seed, always. Yeah, but I mean, I, the the first two games they were just getting completely outplayed by the Canes. Tony and I talked about this a couple couple weeks ago off air. We were ranking in terms of importance the hmm. seven games. Yeah, and it's tough. What do you think the least important game is? Game two. That's what I think. I think game two is the least important game. I think it goes two, three, one because you can't have any elimination game trump a game that can't do that. Two, three, one, four. Two, three, one. And then I'd probably say four, five. And then it gets close. Yeah. In my opinion, between six and seven. It depends. Yeah. Because six, you have your back against the ropes. Yeah. One team, yeah. And then it's different when both teams have it. Because you can win game six and you can watch a game six and go, yeah, that team's going to win game seven. You really can. Like game six can swing the momentum enough that you could take the next game. I've seen it. It's close between six and seven. It's definitely close, but I still think it goes to seven just because. Because because in in matter of importance, in matter of importance, yeah, it's win or go home. It's it's the it's sudden death, you know, final overtime. I'm 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 agreeing with Trish because when we think about it, how many great sports moments are in Game Six? Adam Henrich overtime goal against the New York Rangers at the 2012 Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, okay. Travis Zajac's overtime goal against the Florida Panthers in the 2012 Eastern Conference quarterfinal. Those were elimination games. Jason Arnott's. Both of them were elimination games. What are you talking about? But I'm I'm saying that's an elimination game. Just, that just happens to fall on game six. Yeah. Game seven is always an and, elimination And I'll say this. Stop. I, game six is always an elimination game. Always. Always. 
Yes, but you can go on to a game seven. I understand. In a game, game six in is game always seven, an elimination game. In game seven, there is no other option. Yes, but to say game six, game six is always an elimination game. Now, the, definite, the result is not always elimination. Right. Okay. Whereas game seven, it is. I misspoke. Then. And Tony Mason Arnott, game six, Dallas Stars, Stanley Cup final. You mentioned Zajac. Yes. Here, the Mark Messier hat trick, game six, yeah. 1994 Eastern Conference final. Yeah, basically also, propelled them to the game seven win. But I'll also say Mateos is probably a little bit more famous. No. Then the guarantee? No. The guarantee is more Mark famous. Messier saying we will win tonight is more famous than Mateo scoring the goal. Yeah, Which says but, something. That, Just because the Joe Namath esque guarantee. I don't agree with that, but I can see it. Just because there are no. quite a few game sixes that have ended importantly, there are also quite a few game sixes that. We're just a game six and the team one, and then they moved on to a game seven. I will say for the I will say a game six memory that's more important than a game seven one. Joe Carter's home run. Yeah. yeah. David Freeze in the Cardinals in yep. 2011. Like the, it's such a momentum shift. Mark Messier put it in every newspaper in New York. We will win tonight. We will play game seven. Imagine what they would have thought of him. If he would have lost that year, the Rangers imagine, hadn't won a cup in 50 years. Imagine what Twitter would have been like back then. Oh, I wish. That would have been hysterical. All right, so back to the current Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes scored the opening goal of Game 3 and the closing goal in Game 3, and there were four Bruins goals in between those two, so they lose 4-2. That's rough. You have so that series is 2 1 Carolina with Auntie Ranta's return or Frederick Anderson's also return on the horizon. You have last night the Rangers evening the series, just taking advantage of Louis Domingue, just carving him up. Florida snapped back to themselves and lit up the Washington Capitals. So that's 1 1 heading to Washington. For, for Pittsburgh, I would just say this spicy pork and broccoli is not the cure. For everything. No. No, it's not. It's good. It's good. It's, it's not, not everything. Pittsburgh, I'd like to introduce you to the Louis Domingue that me and Tony knew. Yeah. Okay. A little time. You're, you're really enjoying the Louis Domingue well, experience. Let's you know, <laughs> let's talk. We move from a goalie who performed somewhat poorly in a loss to a goalie who performed very well in a loss. Mr. Connor Ingram. Yeah, the Avalanche game last night was crazy. That was fun. The fact that that game was only 2-1 and they peppered him with like 50-something shots. Like Ingram allowed the first shot and then saved like 47, 48 straight just to have Kale McCarr in overtime. There's nothing he could do. Avalanche were ruthless that overtime. They held the puck like the entire time. There was one good try from Philip Forsberg in tight. And they were close. And that was actually a really close attempt. But oh, then yeah. it was just the overwhelming nature that is the Colorado Avalanche. They're up 2-0 heading to Nashville. Now, it wouldn't shock me at all if Nashville wins that game because I don't think Soros is going to be back, but Connor Ingram's played well enough to show that he can steal a win in a series. Yeah, I don't think big, he can win a series, but I think he can steal a win. Big save Dave, not it. No. Perhaps the worst nickname to player that there is because I don't think that man's ever made a big save. Not the money badger, Michael Badgley. 
That's bad too. He gave himself he gave himself that nickname. Yeah. But Big Save Dave has been since that little little what was it stint where Calgary Calgary where he could have been really like oh he might be the guy he wasn't he's been like a fourth string in Toronto he's a third string in Nashville they call him Big Save Dave I think just for comedic effect at this point future Philadelphia Flyer David Reddick uh, did he score okay Leon Dressel just scored the Oilers are winning. The Dude. Oilers just tied the series 1-1 last game. Um, Mike Smith's fifth career playoff shutout. Uh, they have the lead right here, one nothing. McDavid to dry sidle. He scores on a two-on-one. This is this is Mike Smith versus Jonathan Quick, the rematch. Yeah, the 2012 Western Conference Final rematch that everybody was not wanting for. I mean, and... I think everybody chalked it up that the Oilers and Flames are going to win these series, going to have the Battle of Alberta next round. But Flames Stars is literally the most boring series on the face of the earth. There's been three goals scored, one was an empty netter in the first two games. And I could that series is tied 1 1 heading to Dallas. And I could see LA pulling out the series one against the Oilers. I think it's more possible because I think really think that first game for LA was a fluke. That game one win that they probably should have lost anyway. But uh, I think it's a better chance that Dallas beats Calgary. Calgary. Jake Ottinger is – he's legit. He's standing on his head at times. That first line for Calgary, it's like – was it like Backlund, Gaudreau, and Kachuk or something? They're flying around the ice. And they just cannot solve Jake Ottinger. Is there one more Western Conference series I'm missing? Uh, we talked Blues-Minnesota. Oh, Yeah. They're up. To, Minnesota's up two nothing now. It really feels like the same thing as the uh, Edmonton series. Poor Billy Huso. First game was a fluke. Is Huso starting tonight after yeah. just an awful effort in game two? Yeah, and he let up two quick goals. Yeah, that man's hitting free agency this year, and somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. You know. If they lose, the, I mean, Bennington might be in by the end of this game. But if they lose this game, I think. Jordan Bennington is a definite start for game four, in which case you could take every single Minnesota wild over every single one, take him to score six goals. If Jordan Bennington starts a game in the series, he's going to get lit up. He's on it a six, by six that, contract. It's not that what 2019 Jordan Bennington. We don't have that anymore. He's on that six by six still. Yeah. Because his art, because he went to arbitration right after the cup. Got basically his argument was, Here's my ring. Just sat the Stanley Cup on the table and went, okay. Pay me, pay me my money. <laughs> what, what do you want me to do about this? Oh, man. Watching Mike Smith goaltend is just an adventure. It's a real flashback. I just realized Tuesday is the draft lottery. Yeah. AKA right. the Devil's Stanley Cup. Yeah. Montreal's going to win this one. Shane Wright. Montreal's going to win this one. I don't want Shane Wright. I'll say it. I don't want him. I don't want to just add another center. I want yeah, either to better. trade the pick or I want, was it Nemich out of the Czech Republic? Is he a but winger? You, but you got oh, a he's a defenseman. You got a Nico Jack. Give enough defenseman. What are you going to do? You going to put Shane Wright on the third line? No, I want a winger, goddammit. 
So you want what's his name? Slapovsky? So, it's, so, it's something crazy. <laughs> I want a pure goal score. That's the names. The names in this draft are elite. Give me that defenseman or trade the pick. We got a guy named. I'm Cutter too Gautier. scarred by what Kale McCarr is doing right now to say don't take a defenseman. Just take a defenseman or trade the pick. Who do we take instead of Kale McCarr? Nico Heischer. Nico. Uh, uh, worth it. <laughs> really? Kale yep. McCarr, the best defenseman in hockey and will be for the foreseeable future. Nico Heischer, captain of the New Jersey Devils. Kale McCarr would have been captain of the New Jersey Devils. Now, again, you could be worse. You could do what Philly did. Yeah, take Nolan Patrick. <laughs> they, 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 they had their mind set on him. Because that I remember that talk growing that the Devils were going to take Heischer in the days before that. Fans lost their mind. Philly fans were so happy. It's like when the Rangers got Kako. The fans were so happy. And then, now, I will say this. The other thing, there were rumors that the Devils were looking at taking McCarr number one, and fans yeah. lost their minds. Yeah. They were like, Which, please, please let it be Nico. That, I didn't think that was going to happen. I don't either, but you know what? I can't I can't complain. Looking back on it, it might have been the pick. Uh, Stars took Heiskanen over McCarr. Heiskanen, great defenseman. Yeah, but McCarr's way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing. Nolan Patrick nothing is with, a is a golden knight, right? Yeah. Nothing again. Nothing wrong with Heiskanen. Nothing wrong with Nico. No. Well, it's two nothing Oilers. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that one is either McDavid or Drysidle. It's it's just those two. <laughs> no, no. It's Zach Hyman, assisted by McDavid and Drysidle. <laughs> Leafs West. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, really want Leafs Oilers to be the cup final, even though I know it's not going to be, that was my pick. Thought that was the move. All right. What's next on the list? Next, we are again, changing sports. This time we're moving over to the UFC. Charles oh, yes. Oliveira was stripped of his belt because he was a half pound overweight. Tough. Sorry, Tubby. Try again next time. Tough. Tough. I mean, tough. Like, there's no other way to just, I mean, so basically, I did everything. (laughs) The fight is still going to happen. And who is he facing? He's facing Justin Gaethje, and Gaethje's projected to win. Now, here's the thing. Was he projected to win? Yeah, he's probably projected to win regardless. If Gaethje wins, he's the new champion. However, if Oliveira wins. It's still a vacated belt. It's still a vacated belt. He gets nothing. Yeah, I. Is there anything more demoralizing? Yeah, and Gaethje uh, shaded him or threw a little bit of uh, of shade. He says, "Poor bastard, still cutting. I'm back to 65 while he's dying. He better make <laughs> it. He has five minutes, according to fan side." Oh man, just let him have it, huh? <laughs> he's he's stripped. Oliver is stripped of the UFC lightweight title. It is the first time in history a champion has been stripped of the title for being overweight at a weigh-in. Yeah, I I saw the videos. They had him naked, covered with all the curtains around the scale, and the guy who looked over went half-pound over, (laughs) and that was it. And the UFC community was up in arms over this one. Why? There's rules for a reason. Now, granted, and I think it's more of – if Gaethje wins, he gets the championship while not beating the champion. I think that's what they're upset over, which I get. 
I fully understand that. No, well, if you look at it this way, they're allowing the fight to go on, and they're saying that one one fighter is has not cheated, and he's going to fight somebody who has cheated. The boxers, the other guy is aware, or the other fighter is aware that the guy has cheated, but he's still willing to go through with the fight. So if he wins, he beats somebody who cheated. So that's, if anything, more of an earned belt. I can't if, wait. To, if he I, loses, then it's it shouldn't be going back to the cheater. It's now up in the air for. I want to call this cheating. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not intentional cheating, but it's still it's against it's bending the rules. Yeah. Now, granted, what you guys said is right. You have to be this certain amount of weight. If you are like UFC rules are strict like that. Yeah. Now Dana White well, don't screw around. The same way, isn't it? Yeah, that's Dana White. Now I will say this. I can't wait for that post-fight interview tomorrow. When Oliveira is complaining? When either Oliveira wins or Gaethje wins. I'd rather see Oliveira's. Post-fight? Yeah. It, probably if he wins, I want to see it. Because you can <laughs> make the argument, it goes right back, and that's the fight again for the belt. No matter what, yeah. you're getting a good interview. Yeah, with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan just standing there sitting the down next to him. Hey, hey buddy. <laughs> Who do you want to call hey, out? Why'd you take your boxers off? My balls was hot. All right. Last, we got the Kentucky Derby, right? Yes, sir. It's tomorrow. Tommy, you, you have a, a favorite horse, I hear? Yeah, I got Messier. Yeah, I, I, I like the Eight to one. Is that eight, because named after Mark Messier? No, it's named after a different Messier. <laughs> Joe Messier. After Mark Messier. Is it Mark Messier's horse? I don't think so. I think he's probably just a big time either Oiler or Ranger fan. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hate betting on a favorite, <laughs> and the favorite is three to one, and then you got seven to two, and Messier comes in third, right in nice meaty part of the betting field, at eight to one. Throwback to maximum security, getting DQ'd. <laughs> that was crazy. Was I have that, such bad luck with horse racing. Was that last year? I think that was three years ago. Two oh, it was years two ago. years ago, yeah. Two years ago? Jeez. Although for the life of me, I could not tell you who. Actually, I can only tell you like California Chrome won at some point. <laughs> American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh, Triple Crown. Justified. Maximum yeah. security was three years ago already. Wow. That was crazy when that happened. I'll say this, though. We at Too Many Men love the Kentucky Derby. Absolutely. I love horse racing. I am so bad at betting it, but I love it. We should do, like, a live episode at, like, the Meadowlands Racetrack. Like, I've bet on horses, and they haven't come out of the gate. I've bet on horses, and they fell down. I've bet on horses, and they've been disqualified. Like, I... Like, do, they, do they go to the gallop? Tony, like, do you remember when we went to uh, Monmouth Racetrack and you spent all day methodically breaking down races and trying to win money? Yeah, like, me and Kyle. I went up and made some bullshit bet. and it Yeah, hit on some like 20 to 1 bucks. dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I bet a, a show bet. Top three. Yeah, but it's still on some hella dog in the race that you actually won money. No, it wasn't a dog. I picked, a, I think it was the top three odd guys. I just threw twenty dollars, twenty dollars on it. I, I love the people who are just obsessed oh. with horse racing betting, and 
are the people trying to analyze every single thing. I love to talk to Kyle's dad. That is exactly tomorrow. He's that's my guy. That's our guy. Yeah. Are, are we are we riding with him tomorrow? I I've rode with him every year. <laughs> I think Tom picked the right horse last year. Oh, he picked Mandolin. Yeah, like who knows? I bet this. I bet the Preakness for some reason. Belmont. Usually, is Belmont the last one or is Preakness the last one? The uh, I think Preakness is the last one. Okay, so I bet the Belmont, and then I usually lose all interest unless it's a Triple Crown. I lose all interest. We do love Derby. It's like the most exciting, what they call the most exciting, like what, like exciting two minutes, minutes in racing sport. or something. The exciting, most exciting two minutes in sports. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a damn thing. I, I turned on TV today and they were, today was the first day of races. The, okay. So this Kentucky is Kentucky Oaks day. So this is right from Wikipedia. The race will be broadcast by NBC with coverage of undercard race beginning at 1230 on USA. <laughs> undercard <Network>. race. <laughs> at 1230. The projected post time for the Derby is 6.57 p.m. Yeah. So you're getting six and a half hours. Oh, yeah. It's always it's the last race. The big one. I want to go one year. That's been I really do. Oh, man. I would love to go. We can do Belmont. Belmont's not the same. I know, but it's not even close closer. to the pageantry. And... But it's closer to us. That's true. <laughs> Where do they do the Preakness? Maryland. That's not bad either. It's just, it's all the way in Kentucky, Churchill Downs. The run for the Rose. Yeah. So far. It is going to be the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, last night I had my annual looking at Kentucky Derby history, looking up winners. <laughs> oh, did you, do the, did you do the Kentucky Derby winner Sporkle quiz? No, but I was just looking through them. I wanted to see like who, who had the longest odds. Of course, it's like, like 90 to 1 to win. You, oh. you, guys, you guys should go to Saratoga. Loved it at Saratoga. Kyle's dad goes to Saratoga, I think, once or twice a year. (laughs) So much fun. We went during um, Travers weekend, which is like their big horse race. Yeah. It's like the the fourth of the four because you got, you know, it's not, of course, on the level Kentucky Derby Bell and Perkness, but that way down, (laughs) way down, way down. I got to talk to my track guy. (laughs) Your track guy? Yeah. He'll let me know who and I'll just, okay. Whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> you don't care. I don't know. I wasn't That's... able. To, I would say I wasn't able to talk about this on Wednesday, but Dover was fun. I went to the track. Speaking of tracks, two days, two days, three rain? days, yeah. three days, well, three days because I went to the Xfinity on Saturday. Oh. Met Johnny Damon. Why was he there? Uh, a game. He's the owner of a game, and they were the sponsor of the Xfinity race. He... Okay. He's like a prat, like a partner, or a real low-level partner. <laughs> A figurehead um, of all people. I was like, of all people, why Johnny, Johnny Damon? Listen, great guy. Iffy career. He's the chairman of the board of a game. Real iffy career from Johnny Damon. Made a lot of enemies on his way out. Two-time World Series champion. Yep. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap this episode. Uh, we'll have John back in, like I said earlier, ten days, hopefully. I know you you fans have been claiming for his return. He give us a little recap of Italy. Talk about the Jets and Mets since we haven't had to have his uh, opinion in a while. The, the best thing, though, is getting the morning text from John when he finds out the Knicks score. <laughs> sure he's doing it with the Mets, too. Um, every episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, 
Um, we're going to take a little break, I think, in early June. Uh, the real dead time of sports. Pick it back up late June, going into the All-Star break, stuff like that. But we will keep you informed with that, and we will see you next week for another episode of Too Many Men. Bye, everybody.